The following content is just using you for your income tax returns. Start the show. It'd be like that, man. Sometimes you gotta you, you gotta see where you fit in for these tax returns, man. You gotta if you can claim somebody, claim that motherfucker. Look, man, I've, I've been trying to claim other people's kids for years because I ain't having none myself. <laughs> I know I got mine. That's all I know. I mm. got I got mine. Definitely paid for this new laptop. Yep. Which I may or may not actually get to use because it is stuck in Houston's very own Bermuda Triangle, Ooh. better known as. The USPS uh, North Houston Distribution Center. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, sucks for you. All uh, that just to mail some shit from Plano, Texas. Plano, Texas. That's um, too close to Dallas for me. Agreed. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am D. Randall. I mark myself safe during the great Waterman, water main break of 2020. Hey. Didn't have to go to work today, so. Ha! Yo shit. For your shit to be. For your shit to call today, like, it would have to be an, an actual act of God. Beyonce mm-hmm. has to be performing. Or, you know, the Astros won another championship. That's how we do it. Let's go. Uh, episode... 79. 79. We blazed through the sevens. <laughs> it's, it's real out here. We, we haven't taken the week off in the hot second. That means we are 20 episodes away. 19 episodes away, really. Well, no, 20. Yeah, 20. we're 20 episodes away from episode 100. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We're, oh, we're burning. We are, we are making great time. Uh, how was your week, D. Randall? It was shit. Ah! Not gonna lie. Um, no, nah, it, it, it started off good, and then like uh, you know, a bunch of shit happened at work yesterday, the day before we we're recording this, and it just. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not at work today. Um, oh, that's I'm a, But I am about to enjoy these uh, Jello shots from the coworker. Ah, yes. No, these are a holdover from a few weeks ago, so they've been fermenting. Oh boy, it's gonna be a real good. <laughs> shot. Very pungent. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and just knock one out right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that is absinthe. Mm-hmm. It is. That is absinthe, y'all. Oh, I forgot. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to save this mm. second one for a little later. Actually, I'm gonna put these second ones back. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm going to rejoin you in a second. Okay, okay. Um, well, my week was my week was pretty good. Um, it, I kind of it was one of those weeks that went by a lot faster than I gave it credit for. Actually, I never I never realized how fast the week goes by when you are staring at your when you are staring at your computer. For the tracking number uh, for a package that doesn't have two-day shipping. You know, Amazon has kind of fucked it up for me. Amazon ruined us, man. Because for me, if it doesn't come in two days, I'm just like, what? How is it? What are y'all doing? What? Are you, exactly. How do you? 
I don't understand how you people lit how us people lived. And I lived before Amazon. How did we live before two day shipping? How did we live when we had to wait almost a week for our ship? My laptop was coming from Plano, Texas. That shit should have been here the same day. I ordered I ordered my laptop Wednesday. Mm. It is Friday. First they said it was gonna it wasn't gonna be here until Wednesday. Wow. Then when it hit the Bermuda Triangle distribution center, <laughs> they said it's going to be here tomorrow. It's going to be here Saturday. So hmm. here's my thing. Either the USPS needs to go ahead and call it and, and call it quits and let Amazon buy them. Yeah. Or they need to get their shit together and do something to rival Amazon. Because the wild part about the postal service now is that they just like most most delivery services just let the post office carry the last leg like here just take the, right just take the anchor leg and just walk it in you don't really have to do all this other shit because y'all ain't good at it do me a favor and put this in the mailbox for me like it's amazing how with a few clicks of a button from amazon i can get anything either today tomorrow or the day after tomorrow um real talk and it, and it, I can have it sometimes the same day depending on what it is. That's what I'm saying. I need a new pair of headphones today. I can have them today. Hey, yes, let's go, please. Um. Uh. Oh. Also, I forgot to mention. I can't believe I didn't mention it last week. Uh. Went to Horrible Decisions Live. Oh man. Uh, well, that, last week I think last week we recorded before you went. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. I have to say, from a podcaster's perspective. Uh, they've put on uh, the last year's show was good. They put on an even better show. It was at the Improv, mm. uh, so there was more room. That's a good setting for it. It was a very good setting for it. There was more room. They didn't realize that that the venue they did last year, which was Match, uh, they didn't realize that they didn't have food and drink. Mm. Uh, at the Improv, they feed you. As a matter of fact, they're like, y'all going to get at least two drinks. You're going to get two drinks in this motherfucker. Um, what else you want? It, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, shout out to my man who mixed up them 1800 readers had me fucked up. Um, I can say that the production level uh, improved. I saw your IG story and I believe I saw bondage taking place on stage. Man, they had a, they had a, uh, someone that they had uh, had as a guest on the podcast uh, earlier in the earlier last year, um, who taught who had a, a model with them who taught bondage, mm. and she and he tied her up right there on the spot as he was explaining uh, bondage and how he's kind of a sex worker for hire, and I have to say. It was pretty amazing watching him do this effortlessly and untie her twice as effortlessly. Mm. It was kind of amazing. Um, I can say that the fandom for them is getting ridiculous. And I know this because the tickets were twice as expensive. (laughs) Uh, So if they do this next year, I don't don't know if I'm going to be at that one. (laughs) If if the tickets get any costlier. Having said that, the most important thing I can I can think about this show. Um, I think this is the most important critique. I I was gonna say this on social media. I'm I'm saying it now. Wheezy smells 
so good. Oh, you were that close. She went and took questions from the audience, and she was at the table right behind mine. Wheezy smells so fucking good. Mm. Like she oils that she must oil down before the show. I know she does. I and she walked by and I try and and because I did have a question for the the bondage guy, but I knew it wasn't gonna come out of my mouth right. <laughs> I knew I was gonna fuck up and tell her how good she smells, and she'd be like, "What you sniffing me, nigga?" She walked by you like. <laughs> You know, I, so and you don't really be just trying to sniff nobody, but sometimes, like when a woman smells smells really good, and they walk by, you can't help but notice it. And honestly, I think that was worth the money I paid to go see the show. I think that made it worth it just that by itself. Damn. And you know, she smells really good. My God, that uh, it, it is, this has done nothing to break the fantasy at all. Usually when you meet somebody in real life, uh, it's never as good as the fantasy. Yep. Meeting Wheezy, seeing Wheezy, I, not meeting her, seeing her in real life, especially with the chaps and the cowboy hat on, mm. has done nothing to break my crush on Wheezy. My God. This is this is one of the finest, finest women on earth as far as I'm concerned. Damn. Uh, so shout out to Mandy and Wheezy. Uh, Mandy, that's a cute haircut. Um... That was a cute haircut. You were mad funny. Um, yeah, shout out to y'all doing your thing. That's kind of... I'm just always interested in where podcasting's headed on the live tip. So that was a really good show. I'm looking forward to uh, how they turn up the production uh, for the next tour. Having said that, open it up with love. Flowers go to... Are you looking at her Instagram? I'm just... I'm trying to see which one is... No, no, no. Go back. Go back. I'll show you. Wait, wait. I, don't, I don't think I have the right one. Oh, okay. What, what is it? Weezy WTF. Yes, we are niggas. We definitely we de- we have we have definitely stopped for a, <laughs> a Instagram moment. Uh, no, oh, that's not that's the Dallas. One. That's Dallas. Fuck Dallas. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> Dallas wasn't nearly as lit. Uh, I think it's that one. This one. No, it was not that one. But hold on. We're going to stay here for a minute. That's a cute one. No. That's a that's oh, a cute that's, one. That's her own vacation. That's some dude. Uh, she got a dude? No, that's uh, he's gay. Okay. I watch way too much of her stories. <laughs> um, I thought she had one. I thought she had one of in, in Houston. Oh, because it, it was all in her stories. Okay. Just keep just uh-huh. keep going. I'll find it. Uh, flowers go to N.K. Jemison. Uh, who is a black author? Who is a um, black? Uh, who was a novelist? Excuse me. Yeah, I remember that top. Definitely remember that top. Um, who is a black author? Who is a novelist? Who is a comic book writer? Um, the lane of Afrofuturism is becoming so much more important now, and. Um, you, we have people, you know, the work of Octavia Butler is being is being developed. Uh, Nidhi Okafor is working on one of her works. Um, that's another big name y'all need to know. But N.K. Jemison has been holding down the lane of Afrofuturism and Afro fantasy for some time now. Um, 
if you if you of if you're aware of her Broken Earth trilogy, if you're aware of her uh, compilation, uh, when is uh, how long till Black Future Month? Uh, I would definitely go get either of those. Um, but I wanted to acknowledge her uh, because. It's difficult as a black woman to be navigating these spaces as a writer, especially as a writer who didn't come up with formal training, who came up from uh, basically writing fan fiction. Hmm. And you uh, know that, that's kind of that's kind of a good hustle. Though. A lot of people have actually gotten pretty decent work off of off of fan fiction. Agreed. Agreed. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you also have people like Fifty Shades of Grey, who are the result of fan fiction. Some people just fail upwards. Yeah, they just fail upwards. Have you heard of her writing anything else mm-hmm. since then? No. I guess when you have the bag for the rest of your life off of the one thing, you ain't really got to do shit else. I'm here. I'm here for it. I ain't gonna lie. If I could take the bag and run, I'd take the bag and run too. Um, but uh, Jemison, most notably for me has been working on um, a comic book uh, called Far Sector. It is about a African-American woman from New York uh, who, has chosen to, who has been chosen to be a Green Lantern mm. for a, quote, Far Sector um, that's basically an unknown sector that the Guardians of the Universe for You Nerds have never explored before. Wow. And um, the rules out there are a lot different. I'll just say that. Uh, Far Sector is an amazing book um, that has been drawn by, that is written by her, but also um, uh, illustrated by Jamal Campbell, who is an, who is another black, who is a black artist, who yeah. quote Warren Ellis. Oh, I like this art. The artist, I told you the artist lit. Yo, Jamal Campbell, I, I follow him on, on Instagram. This is a sidebar. He has stepped up. Yes. Like, he was already dope, but man. This is, and, and I agree with Warren Ellis, who just praised uh, them both on Twitter. Jamal Campbell is doing some of the best art of his career in this book. I shit you not. I'm only a two. I'm only a couple of issues in. John Stewart reference. Look at the little. Look at the little pop doll. The little John Stewart pop doll with the chili bowl. <laughs> it took them a long time to get John Stewart's haircut right, man. I just. I just need to. If if Jamal Campbell listens to this podcast, which I doubt he does, um, but if somebody knows him, could you please tell him just for the culture, give us give us just one time. A John Stewart with a nice blended fade, just a nice, a nice <laughs> blend, just a nice gradient fade. We have, you know what? We have to have a real unpacking <laughs> about our our fiction and how hard it is um, for people to do hair. Yes, for black people, like anytime you play a video game and the and the and the little character creator comes on, yep. I know I'm about to be limited to either bald <laughs> or a fucking afro or dreads or locks. Yep, I have never seen a good Southside fade. Nope, done in fiction ever. And also shout out to Jamal Campbell because th- because uh, uh, this Green Lantern's hair. His is always off the chain. Yeah, this is like legit good. This, man, I'm telling you, I've only read the first two or three issues. This shit is brilliant. Um, far for those of you who are interested in breaking into comics, the title is called Far Sector. 
Um, you don't have to have read any other Green Lantern really to understand it. Um, it's kind of a self-contained story. Uh, I would definitely go get it. And so shout out to MK NK Jemison for uh, holding down storytelling for uh, young for young blacks. And the character's name is Sojourner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black, I'm so black. I, I I shit you not, bro. It's and so it, black. And it came out during Black History Month. I see what y'all doing. See what I'm saying? There you go. Um. Uh. So from from that on, uh, humans ain't shit. Uh. This month's humans. Uh, this week's humans ain't shit. As many of you know, the coronavirus is out there. The corona. As a matter of fact, I think I read where we've just had our first case of it on U.S. soil. Look, holler at me when the Heineken virus hits. <laughs> you know I'm saying if the Ciroc virus comes through, the niggas in trouble. The Lone Star virus, uh, <laughs> as bad as that beer is. Um. So the coronavirus is out there, and it goes without saying: protect yourselves. Um. It's the flu, guys. It's the flu. Yeah. Do the same shit you would do to to protect yourself from the flu. I mean, other than the flu shot. And some people don't do the flu shot. I haven't done a flu shot in years. My coworkers, last, um, late last year, the job was giving free flu shots through its wellness program. Every single person that got a flu shot got the flu. Jesus every Every Christ. single one of them. I, I but you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a whole statement here or there. You know Walmart is doing. You know they announced Walmart is gonna be doing healthcare. Yeah, so I don't trust that. Walmart doing healthcare. I don't know how I feel Great. about that. I don't know how I feel about that at all. I've never heard an idea better than that one. Like thirty dollar checkups or something. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be doing any real like. I think they're gonna be doing the checkups that like. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just basically do the checkups, maybe the dental checkups or some shit. But I don't think they're doing anything. I mean, I could do a checkup. Shit. <laughs> I can look at your teeth and tell you that they're fucked up. Right. For thirty dollars. Eh, <clears throat> it is. I don't trust is. that. But just to support your point, um, you know, be always be on guard for diseases and, and, and communicable communicable viruses. Like you said, it's the flu. Wash your hands with soap frequently. Don't touch your face. Keep hand sanitizer in the tuck. You know, but wash your hands and then apply hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is not a replacement yes. for soap. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me let me say that again for the people in the back. Hand sanitizer is not a replacement for washing your hands with soap. It is not. Wash your hands with soap, then apply hand sanitizer. Or you don't get to just apply hand sanitizer all willy-nilly. I get sometimes it's appropriate on the go. Just do it until you get to a sink with soap. I have fancy hand sanitizer from Bath and Body Works mm. that smells like eucalyptus and sandalwood or some shit. Mm. Uh, He's sanitizing right now, fellas. The ladies like it. They got fellas. Bath and Body Works got some sense for y'all ass, fellas. Partake. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Don't be ashamed. Back in my single days. You know, uh, a trip to Bath and Body Works with a surprise gift was uh, very good to quell an upcoming argument. Listen. If you knew that you were going to get in trouble for some shit, stop by Bath and Body Works first. 
I'm just telling you. Get you one of them cucumber smelling things or one of those whatever smelling things. And know your sense. Yeah, and just be like, boom, here you go. What Every we, woman what, don't like Japanese cherry blossom. What were we going to talk about? Oh, you forgot? Cool. Champagne toast, y'all. Fix me a sandwich. Cop that sam- champagne toast. <laughs> Not fix a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing I wanted to say most importantly is arm yourself with information. I can't say this enough. That might be the ball fucking shirt. Wow. Arm yourself with information. That's also the name of the episode. That's the name of the fucking episode. I say arm yourself with information because, um, like, I think 38% of people stop fucking with Corona beer because they were scared <laughs> of the fucking coronavirus. Wow. Fam, what the fuck is wrong with y'all, bro? Corona beer ain't got shit to do with the coronavirus. See, see, and these, see, and that concerns me because these are the people that I'm counting on to not blow this shit at the voting booth. Well, <clears throat> hopefully, enough people from the other side feel that way. What kind of low information ass shit, that's, man? Arm yourself with information. Inform yourself. That's why we are where we are now. And real quick, on a on a very brief, quick side note. Uh, a bonus humans ain't shit, if you will, guys. Let me stre- let, let let me let me make sure I'm stressing this hard enough. Shut the fuck up and mind your business about how other people spend their income tax money. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Chill the fuck out. Mm. All you armchair, all you armchair ass accountants that's gonna have people getting audited. Bruh, <laughs> we know what withholding is. Yes. You know, because, you know, before the new hotness was, oh, you're just going to spend all your income. You're not going to invest it. You're not going to build generational wealth. First of all, for all of you still saying that shit, fuck you. Eat a black-owned dick. Mm. Uh, second of all, the new hotness now is, well, actually, if you're getting an income tax check at all, um, you're withholding too much money, and and, and you oh oh and quit clicking exempt. Shut the fuck up. Some people just want to get a fucking check in February and March. As someone who spent 15 years in the financial services industry and also worked as a financial advisor, uh, I can safely say that all of you need to shut the fuck up about that shit. Either way it goes. They're going to get their tax money signed. They're going to get their money one way or the other. So sometimes people, especially if, if, if people don't feel like saving for shit, per se, and they want that once a year where they know I'm going to get some kind of check just to do whatever. There or are maybe who, it's hard to save because people are fucking poor. Right. And the definition of poor is that you have to spend every dime you fucking get. Absolutely. And one of the benefits of getting tax returns is that people get cer- certain types of credits certain types of um, um, incentives for, you know, different things. So there are a lot of things that we pay for throughout the year out of pocket that we actually get credited for and return to us in taxes if you know someone that knows how to, you know, do that shit for you or TurboTax. So shut the fuck up about telling people that they shouldn't get a return at all because the, the very fact that we have the ability to choose levels of withholding means I get to choose whether the fuck I want to have my money now or later. 
Exactly. And sometimes it's easier for me to just pay off all my credit cards at once when I get this big ass check at the beginning of the year. I'm not worried about your raggedy ass. Some people use that shit to pay for trips. Some people use it to invest. Quit telling people what to do with that money. What the fuck do you do with yours? Probably not a goddamn thing. Exactly. The money that you the money that your smart ass is saving all year, you blowing that shit on dumb shit too. Going to brunch and spend going to brunch and spending a hundred dollars on that bottomless brunch. Mm. Get the fuck out of my face. Mind your fucking business. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Mind your fucking business. It's not hard. I swear it's not. Song of the week, man. <laughs> My God. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? You always go into song of the week tight, too. <laughs> just, <laughs> just be mad like, God damn it, song of the week. Shit. I oh, slap the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Listen to some smooth shit, God damn it. Fuck. Oh, man. Need something to make me feel good. <laughs> bullshit out here. Niggas trying to be happy and smiling and shit. Y'all fuck it up. Song of the week, goddammit. <laughs> this concludes Nigga Peace Theater from D-Randall. Uh, oh, boy. The role of Oz, of Angry Oz, was played by, by D-Randall. Uh, song of the week. Um... Uh, I would I would go I would go a little off off center to an artist that's on the come up, that's been on the come up from YouTube days. Um, they went from singing covers, now they got their own original content. Um, I like I I like unknowns that like you can tell where their inspiration is, and you can tell this kid grew up. It was making me feel old that he grew up on Chris. He grew up on Chris Brown. Mm, you can tell. Um, this is Jamie Boy with Let Me Know. Um, nice little dance joint. I haven't done any real dance joints in a while. Um, so pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good show, man. We're already having a really good show. Oh, yeah. It's been a lit show. <laughs> um, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Let's go, go. Hypnotized, you got me stumbling across the floor. So surprised, it shocked me. That body got me wanting more. Oh, oh yeah. I ain't gonna waste no time. You got that little something.
By Jamie Boy, uh, nice little ditty, man. I, I can hear the influence in there. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, um, uh, I, I, you know, Chris isn't for everybody, but I do like that there are people that you know they're that, um, and I'm gonna get into this for reasons a little later. But that people are definitely listening, still listening to R&B and um, picking up inspiration from it and going forward and trying to take that to the next level. So shout out to Jamie Boy if you like. What you're hearing, uh, you can find probably find Jamie Boy on Twitter. I know definitely on YouTube, um, and let him know <laughs> that you were feeling. Let me know. <laughs> uh, let's see what's been going on. Oh, Bowie State University. Mm. Um, some enterprising young black kids opened up a food pantry for students. Wow, uh, I think that's a big deal <clears throat> because. Um, it is. It, it's hard to be a college student. Um, college is not getting any cheaper, and um, I can tell you from experience, college kids are hungry as fuck, man. It's like that's good and tragic news at the same time. Like, yeah, it's definitely good that you know at the, at the very at the end of the day, you know, some of the basic needs of students are being met right through the um, the charity and kindness of others. But it really sucks that. Our post-secondary educational system is such that people def- people basically have to go into poverty in order to get an education. And and here's what's even crazier is that I remember when I was in college, I was reporting on uh, college students that had to go to soup kitchens mm. um, uh, to get fed. And so, honestly, this is and, and so it's a little sad that this is a step up. That's crazy to me. Um, but uh, shout out to those enterprising, to those enterprising young uh, African American students. Uh, let's go ahead and hit them with the air horns. 
Um, uh, so yeah, definitely a little bit of black excellence there. Um, Candyman. <laughs> now I know commonly D. Randall does not watch trailers. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Candyman trailer? Because of the proliferation of the trailer on Instagram, I could not help but see it as I was scrolling. Mm. Shout out to Tim, the people's critic, for being that guy. Um, and I, I saw it. Um, Yaya looks like Meek Mill. Like he looks like <laughs> he likes he looks like the the version of Meek Mill that never went to jail. He looks like the he looks like. The ver- he looks like Meek Mill's older brother. Yeah, that keeps that keeps Meek Mill in the closet. Yeah, that keeps Meek, <laughs> Meek Mill in the basement downstairs because he ain't right. Yep, that was a that that was a, a, an allusion to a season of Desperate Housewives, right. by the way. Before y'all get on my case, um, but um, I, one shout out to Yaya for the come up. Man, he's been having a good run. Yaya's having a good run. There are people that don't know shit about Watchmen that will now forever associate his face with Dr. Manhattan. And his penis. And, yes, his penis. Um, Shout out to Jess. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hi, Jess. (laughs) So, um, uh, so I like that he's... And now he's getting that Jordan Peele brand. Yep. Uh, Oh, we should also indicate... That Jordan Peele did not, he wrote this and he produced it, he did not direct it. Right. Uh, a black woman, do we have, let's see. Um, uh, actually, he, and this is to his credit, uh, spreading, the, spreading the work around, uh, giving some unknowns, some, some shine. Uh, who, do we, who do we have as the, as the director? Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta. Do we have anything that she's known for? Uh, let's leave it with the enemy. Top Boy. She, she, okay, so she's done I do remember Top that. Boy. I do remember that. Okay, uh, that's, that's, okay so we'll set some secondhand jobs. She's yeah. ba- basically, she's been paying her dues. Hey, the black woman is God. Though. Black woman is God no matter what. Black woman is God. Um, I like Things I liked about this trailer. Um, I love that we're at a point where... We have people, competent people. And she's black, black, too, y'all. Yeah, real talk. She's, like, from down the street black. Yeah. You you, you know her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and I think, for me, that we have black people that know how to film black people. Yes. And that we can actually say, cinematography-wise, that we look good as fuck in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um. So I doubt the ladies will be disappointed looking at Yaya for two hours, no matter how creepy this shit is. Because uh, I ain't going to see this shit. Y'all got me fucked up. Y'all still got me fucked up from the first Candyman, so uh, fuck that shit. Well, the fact that he's terrorizing, gentrifying white people. That, now, uh... now, shout out there. <laughs> that this is, a, this is kind of a continuation yeah. of the mythology. Yeah, because the fun, here's the funny thing. Uh, people that I know from Chicago talk about Cabrini Greens and... You know, Cabrini Greens is where they filmed the, the original one. And right. When they filmed it, it was the projects. And they always talk about how over the years, like, that's become one of the most gentrified areas of town. And I think with this being a spiritual successor, it's, it's actually pretty dope that it still takes place in there and, and it addresses gentrification. That's hot. I like and, that. Uh, oh, Tiona Paris is in it? Yeah. Mm, I'm fine. 
Um, she's on the cover. She's the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I and, and yeah, I do like that, and um, I I love that like we that they 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 gentrify places that are pivotal to us in our in in our media. Yeah. But you know they never gonna they never gonna fuck over the the steps Rocky Rocky ran up in Philadelphia. Mm. You know, there's a lot of those places. As a matter of fact, if you look at um, Rocky Balboa, I think the the the, the sequel was mm-hmm. um, that old neighborhood that he grew up in looks untouched. Yep. Um, and even when he was staying, even in the Creed movies, when he's living there, it looks it looks untouched. It still looks like the fucking hood. Yep. Um, or whatever Italian people have as the hood. Um, so I like that we embraced it, that we embraced it and rolled with it. Now, if they make like a spiritual successor to the wire, that shit gonna look just like the original wire. (laughs) Cause they ain't changed that shit worth nothing. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to, uh, the mythology being furthered and, and having, uh, young millennials, uh, have their lives and their psyches ruined. That's... (laughs) That's that's gonna be a lot of therapy for a lot of y'all. Yeah, I, I definitely I was a big fan of the original Candyman. Um, you know, shout out to Tony Todd, Tony Todd the God. You know, if uh, we, we man, I, I I hope we get a Tony Todd appearance. You know, Tony then, Todd's uh, actually doing a voice on that new Masters of the Universe anime. Mm. That you have to look at that cast. That cast looks incredible. Mm. Kevin Conroy's in that bitch. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> Man, that yeah, that that was a big ass cast. But um, so uh, definitely looking forward to furthering that mythology and that you know, uh, it ain't all about Jigsaw and them. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm so fucking sick of that shit. Did you see the? Did you see that where they doing another Saw movie with Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock? And Chris Rock. Although, shout out to Chris Rock for trying to get his serious bag lately. Look, Chris Rock's trying to—he's trying to recover the half that he lost in divorce. <laughs> and, he's not, and he's not making any qualms about it. He said it straight up. I think someone asked him, like, Chris, how 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 is it that you do such and such and such and such? He's like, get divorced and let her take half. Put Masters of the Universe in Netflix. Um, but yeah, yeah, sure, sure enough, he's trying to get that bag. He's trying to get in that serious bag too, because you know he's gonna be on the new season of Fargo. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, you and you know, and I'm gonna tell you what else happened there. Um, Chris Rock saw that if uh, Bokeem Woodbine could get an award out of Fargo, anybody <laughs> can get this. Let me let me listen, get this bag real quick. Shit. Listen. Listen. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just I just saw something that piqued my interest. I saw the name Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's gonna be on the Masters of the Universe joint. He better be Skeletor. He is. Okay. Dang, Lena Headey? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, Kevin Conroy, Liam Cunningham. Alicia, Onion Knight. Alicia Silverstone, Jason Mewes, Justin Long. All right. What the right. fuck did they dig up Jason Mewes, dog? I bet you Kevin Smith has something to do with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, he the goes, show from Kevin Kevin Smith is... Kevin Smith's going to take his people with yeah. him. Um, so, yeah. What's the, what else is going on? Uh, oh, so y'all know we don't 
we don't really we try not to report on Kanye much. Mm. This was interesting to me. Mm. Kanye's Sunday service had a special guest appearance from Justin Bieber. Not only did Justin Bieber and his wife show up, they got him to sing Never Would Have Made It. I, Randall needed a heavier pour yeah, before he dug yeah, into this one. I, 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 had to, I had to strengthen the mix a little bit. I had to undilute it. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Justin came through and... You know he's trying to rehabilitate his image a little bit. He, I think he even shaved that uh, 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 Charles Manson ass uh, facial hair off. Mm. Oh yeah, he was looking like he's still the copper eye of somebody's ATU. <laughs> um, and so he ended, and so he ended up singing "Never Would Have Made It." Now, first of all, let me just be clear about one thing. Um, no. No white people, one, white people shouldn't be allowed to sing Never Would Have Made It. Two, unless you are, you you can't be 90 pounds singing Never Could Have Made It. No. You, you have to be a heavy set black woman. You got to be a pre-diabetic black woman or a 250 pound man who can't button that top button. Real talk. If you, if you don't carry a sweat towel around <laughs> in your day-to-day living... You don't get to sing Never Could Have Made It. You just, you're not allowed. Um, uh, now, his delivery was mad white, of course. But you have to admit, I have to admit, that Justin knows who he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Justin knows the culture in which he is visiting. Mm-hmm. Because he did the slow start yeah. from the A and B selection. He did the build up with the band. He did the breakdown. And then he did the five minutes of just talking. I'm just going to talk and read from my phone. Just, he, he did the five minutes of just talking and telling everybody how beautiful they are and how there's so much love in the room. Shouting out people we don't know. Uh, you got to do the you got to do the little church breakdown where you just start talking about how yeah. God, how good God is. You make everybody repeat it five times. Get your little prayer on. Got to be at least five times. And and then you get back into it. And then you get back into it with the band full going, I'm mad at how good Kanye's band is. I'm so upset how good his band is, how good his choir is. His choir is ridiculous. Let's give y'all a little bit of this. Black folks clap at every opening line. They got here singing kids bop gospel. <laughs> also say that for the most part unless you are a heavy set unless you are a heavy set um, deacon um, in my book there's only one white person that is ever allowed to sing never would have made it by Marvin Sapp um, this is a le- this is kind of legendary to me 
my friends who don't know where they're Only white person can sing this song. I never would have made it. Is that Michael McDonald? Who is it? Oh. Never could have made it without you. And he looked like he had a hard day at work, too. Yeah, <laughs> he's sitting in his car. <laughs> His, his wife waiting just inside with a broom to beat his ass. This wife is sitting in the car. You know that's he's sitting in the car. That's on his lunch break. <laughs> he had to go in the car to keep from going upside somebody's head. <laughs> this song is the only thing keeping him from starting the car, yep. and driving away forever. He got that assistant manager goatee. Like he. <laughs> <laughs> Two people came back from lunch late. He's just like, you know what, y'all? <laughs> Before I go to Arby's, I'm going to go sit in this car for about five minutes and just praise his name. Don't be afraid. Y'all going to make me slap the shit out of somebody today. I'm going to fuck somebody up today, one way or the other. Never would have made it. <laughs> I'm stronger. Without you. I'm wiser. Already getting paid enough for this shit. <laughs> like nigga, you got, like you can't, you can't. Regardless of Justin Bieber's weight, you can't sing that song unless you've had some real shit. Some you know, real shit going on in your Justin life. Ain't, man. Justin ain't had no hard shit in his life that was not self caused. And you can tell how he was. See, he don't sing out of his throat enough. No. See, see, <laughs> and that's he, throat. Thoat. T H O A T. Thoat. There's no R in thoat. <laughs> shit. And as a matter of fact, you that's some of that shit. If you don't have a little spittle, yep. <laughs> coming out when you sing when you sing that shit, it it take a real heavy set nigga <laughs> to just belt out. Just a good. I'm stronger. A good post nasal drip all up in that shit. You gotta you gotta invoke Otis on that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but let me say, you tried. Thank you, Justin. You tried. They can't boo him because it's a gospel song. They can't boo him because it's a gospel song. You know, he's trying to remake his image. He's trying to, he trying to, he, he, first of all, we know he's trying to remake his image because he just got through telling the girl she got that yummy. <laughs> Summer Walker murdered him on his own song. Uh, so he's trying to get, he's trying to get back to that evangelical bag. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to evoke that chance. Mm. You know, people people mm. let chance make it for everything. As long as you just stay in that I loved God and I love my wife bag, people forgive chance for anything. Can't forgive him for them high waisted pants. <laughs> yeah, y'all got to talk to him about that, man. It's it's uncomfortable at this point. I mean, you know, um, never would have made it. <laughs> Above my navel. I'm <laughs> so stupid. With these high waisted pants. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Rob Kardashian got denied custody of his child with Black China. <laughs> wow. How much? <laughs> How whack do you have to be to not have custody of your child when the other parent is Black China? Like. You have a face. Damn, son. Black China didn't have a face anymore. 
Damn, son. Like, how fucked up does your does, does life have to be? What what piece of shit are you? This is how I know Rob Kardashian needs to reevaluate his whole life. Because Black China really came, she came in with a mission to get the bag. She got out with the bag and her daughter. No one does. Wow. No one does. Rob, Rob got to get it together. Rob still look, he still look bad. He look better than he did, but Rob uh, still ain't looking good. Bro, it's just. This, man, that's heavy. That's heavy. That's a lot. Life ain't good for you, man. Man, you got to reevaluate some shit, bro. We're going to pray for you. Well, man, I'm not going to pray for Being you. Being a man in the Kardashian family, though, is just, that's just the hardest. It's rough, man. It's the hardest shit Nobody ever. Nobody makes it out of that shit alive. Nope. Oh, man. Um, uh, next on the docket. Oh, what else? Oh, oh. Did you hear the new SZA and Justin Timberlake song? Yeah, interestingly so, yeah. So Justin Timberlake is back from the woods. Or being the man out in the woods. Nobody sent nobody sent for him. Nobody sent for him. Um that man in the woods shit didn't work out for him, so uh here he is, back with his hat in hand. Back with the blacks. Uh back with the blacks. Back with SZA, of all people, mm. on the, I guess, the sequel to Trolls, yeah. Trolls World Tour soundtrack. Interesting. Um, didn't he do a song on the last Trolls soundtrack? Yeah, he was one of the voices, I think, of the okay. Trolls. I think he's one of the characters. Oh, okay. Um, so, are we are we going to end up letting Justin Timberlake make it? Black people are the most forgiving people in the world, um, in history. As a matter of fact... Um, as evidenced by the prayer hands that were laid on Trump earlier this week. Yes. Um, that bullshit. Um, as long as Justin Timberlake, Timberlake has fire production, niggas will be okay with him. Agreed. Cause, that's all it requires. Because Justify still goes off. Yeah. Love Sexy still. Love Sex, future Love Sex sound mm-hmm. still goes off. Uh, 2020 was nasty. It had his moments, yeah. Yeah, I, I I didn't like it as much as the first two, but I saw I saw the lane he was going for, and I, I think he I think he did okay. Yeah, once he put on the flannel shirt, people niggas were like, "Yeah, mm, man, we don't know what this is." Yeah, it's a little late to be trying to claim Tennessee now. Yeah, go ahead and hold that. Um, uh, so yeah, we might we we might let it make it. I think we I, I it, it 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 goes. It's gonna have to go past this single though. Cause that's gonna get him back in the. That's gonna make sure he. That's gonna cinch him in the pop bag. You know, that's kind of his disco lane. No justice for Janet, though. No justice for Janet. Uh, well, Janet's going back on tour, and I think that tour is selling. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna sell. Yeah. They, they, so she rocking that. Um. Oh, so here's the part of the episode. Where I have to get in my reality TV bag a little bit. Never would have made it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, a lot of people have been talking about this show, Love Is Blind, on uh, Netflix. Netflix is really jumping into every bag. They have to. They have to because all these streaming services are coming for that task. They are. They are really in the dating game show bag now. That's fucking crazy to me. It's interesting. Well, I guess they saw the numbers that 90 Day Fiance does. Yeah. 90 Day Fiance, if you have never watched that shit, is the most mm-hmm. batshit crazy 
shit that I have ever seen in my life. And, and reality shows are comparatively just ridiculously cheap to produce. So, Agreed. So they can throw less money at it and make more money. And they know that they're a lot more viral than a lot of the other programming. Right. Because everybody's talking about Love is Blind. Is and you. most of the bag is going to go to the host. Yep. And, you know, Nick Lachey's bag probably ain't asking much. <laughs> Excuse me, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Uh, they co-host this shit. That's kind of fine. Oh, man. So. He upgraded. <laughs> 60% less stupid. <laughs> um, so, oh, for those of you that are not aware, here's the basic premise of Love is Blind. Um, some indeterminate amount of guys, like, I don't know, six or seven guys, six or seven girls, um, all come to this social experiment where they're placed in pods, which look like little efficiencies. And... They are, it's like speed dating, except you can't see the other person. Um, you get to go through all the conversation, uh, all the conversation you want, ask any of the questions you want, um, except you can't see the person. And they spend, I don't know, this is like a month, I think this is like a month away from ideally someone's wedding. And uh, after some amount of time, uh, all the all the contestants will pick or propose to uh, the person that they ideally, after this week or two weeks worth of time, want to spend the rest of their life with. And you're either going to be in the pod talking to a suitor, or you're going to be in the lounge with the other women or the other men or whatever. Um, men are weird. Let me tell you something. A bunch of dudes trying to find the love of their life Lounging, hanging out together. Mm. Those some weird motherfuckers. They some weird, em randomly emotional motherfuckers. They just walking around doing push-up contests and shit. <laughs> they were the first day. They were holding one dude upside down and making them do the handstand push-ups and shit. Come on, bro. So weird. These some weird motherfuckers, mm. and they all drink constantly. Well, yeah. Faced. So let me tell you what I noticed. From a content creator perspective. And this is what I noticed about reality TV in general. And it could probably be applied to whatever your favorite reality show is. First of all, all the pods, all the little efficiency apartments you get to talk to people. When you get to sit in and live in and talk to people in. Are all, are all made to create a certain atmosphere. They're all made to create a certain atmosphere of you possibly getting some pussy or you possibly getting some dick. You, this is exactly, they create exactly the place that you would want to fuck someone in. Mm. They didn't create a place that they would live in that, oh, this is this is tailored to who they are. This is tailored to their type of living quarters. They made this to where you would want to put somebody down on a bearskin rug if you could see or touch them. Um... They give them copious amounts of liquor. There's no point in this show where people aren't drinking. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, there's a there's a great moment where it, oh second uh, third, everyone's attractive. Everyone. the the idea of the the idea behind this show is that they want to take out the physicality, mm -hmm. and that they want to say that looks don't matter and people falling in love for who they are. Sure. Having said that, 
everyone on this show is attractive. Everyone. Everybody is well worked out. Everybody's got 0% body fat. Um, the most flawed is probably poor Mark. Those of you that are watching know why I say poor Mark. Because he is short. Ooh, yeah. And everybody else looks like a prototypical all-American quarterback. Um, Mark looks like he's about 5'9". Sucks for him. Sucks for him. Um, and the other and the other thing I notice is that honestly, at the beginning of this episode, I mean, at the beginning of this show, all the guys and all the girls are in the same room getting the same talk from Nick and Vanessa about how this how this contest works. So maybe you don't have your eye on a specific person. Maybe you're still catching the vibe, but. If you've looked around at this room, you don't have to be worried that they're going to hook you up with somebody ugly. Because nobody's ugly in this room. So you can just go out and just be a pure shooter. Pure shooter. Shout out to Barnett, the frat boy. Barnett went in with this vibe. He definitely, because let me tell you, halfway through the season, there were definitely uh, two or three, there are definitely at least three women drinking profuse uh, copious amounts of wine crying over this motherfucker so you you because he was out here for everybody so they got to talk to everyone you didn't just get paired off with one person right no 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 no. it was a round table thing and the more and everybody was taking notes and the more you get to know people you're definitely spending more time with that person gotcha Um, and eventually and they they knew what they were doing Mm because eventually everyone paired off except except the black couple. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you're worried about spoilers, go ahead and cut this off for about three to five minutes. Oh, boy. Uh, what was the motherfucker's name? Cameron. No, not Cameron. I forgot what his name was. But it was a black dude and, another, and a black woman. The girl's name was Diamond, I know for sure. Because she definitely voted a white boy off the island because um, she he asked if she danced. Um, I mean, asked if she was African American and then asked if she danced. Uh, this shit was wonderful. Um, so it was Diamond and like I don't know what his name was Carter or something, and <clears throat> and so basically. They now they hit it off very quickly. Um, they hit it off very they hit it off very quickly, and they knew they wanted to be together. But the gentleman was holding a secret back, and oh. his and his secret, I shit you not. Oh, Lauren was fine. Lauren was bad. Um, and her yeah, that's Diamond. Oh, she dances. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her shoulders. Look at her shoulders. Bro, look at the forearms. Come on, man. And so, Diamond, there it is, Carlton. Oh, yeah. Carlton had a secret. Carlton, in his past, and I'm quoting him on this one, Carlton used to uh, only be attracted to hearts. Carlton... This was his way of saying that he had one he didn't uh care about gender and that he had had sex with men. He told her this 
on their honeymoon vacation. Not their honeymoon. The first night they met. Because once you propose, they take everybody to Cancun and let them... Oh, poor Mark. He's so short. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, of course, he's a fitness trainer. And so um, they, they shoot him out to Cancun. And uh, Barnett... He, he looks, looks like, like a, a he looks like the swole Jonas brother. <laughs> <laughs> and so they shoot him out to Cancun, right? And <laughs> he finally tells her. Now, she actually reacted pretty reasonably. Uh, she was just, I need to think about what's going on. I need to think about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. I just need to stop and pause and really consider this. He was saying this to Diamond? Diamond was saying this to him. Okay. And he got defensive and was convinced that she was going to run and head for the hills. And when she came back and was like, look, I support you and I still love you, but I have questions. And she started asking questions and he got mad defensive. I don't have to disclose anything I don't want to. And uh, she told him to fuck himself and threw, drink, uh, threw a drink on him and uh, they cussed each other out and both went home. Uh, let me just say, as a whole about Love is Blind, these are all the exact people that I went out of my way to avoid in college. These are all the exact people I went out of my way to avoid after college. <laughs> I try to avoid these people on the bus if I can. If you look like an Uber driver that's like one of these motherfuckers, I don't talk to you. All these people need therapy. Every single person that com- that that was a contestant on the show needs therapy. It- Anybody that needs to be married this badly to subject himself to this shit, Diamond's actually mad fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does dance. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't strip. Hmm. Well, we don't know. Hmm. Um, dancing is a gateway to stripping. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is all these motherfuckers need therapy. I think the only person that ended up genuinely happy is probably Lauren and her white boy, Cameron. And then that's the other thing. All these people got perfect jobs. She's a social media consultant in her 30s. No, she is a producer, director, model, creative, and member of SAG. So, get it together, sir. Oh, she's doing a bunch of shit. She wrote that herself. Oh, well, there you go. Um, And and he is is a robotics engineer. He deals in artificial intelligence. I'm worried that a motherfucker that needs to be married this badly might jumpstart the robot apocalypse. Probably already started it. Because he got one time to program one of these motherfuckers uh, to fall in love too fast. See, he takes care of his body. Poor Mark. He takes care of his body. He's just short. He's just short. Like, he's shorter than this woman right here. And significantly shorter than this other gentleman standing next to me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is it is what it is. But you know what's crazy is that as wild as this show seems, I, I, would, I would challenge some of you to check out Married at first sight, because that one has regular-looking people with regular jobs, who the first time they meet the other person, 
is when they're walking down the aisle getting legally married. Jesus and that's Christ. that's when it starts. Like, it, you just mentioned that, it, that all these people need therapy. They need I believe therapy. something has to be missing for you to participate in a reality social experiment like this. And something that basically manipulates your feelings and the way that you relate to other people. Like, that's why I don't fuck with marriage, man. Marriage don't mean shit to nobody anymore. If you got married before uh, 2008... I feel bad. I feel good for you. You got married before 2008. I'm jealous. Uh, if you got married after that, I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, all y'all bash shit crazy. Um, so, uh, they're going to have the where are they now, I guess, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I will definitely update y'all about Love is Blind. I might do some kind of live tweet. I don't know. Um, and, and with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Opinions While Black. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I'm feeling pretty good off of this. The salted, salted caramel? Salted caramel whiskey, man. Oh boy. It is hey. Anything can be a flavor now. They, I'm telling you, they're gonna do they're gonna do jelly belly whiskey. <laughs> Any of them shits can be a flavor. Fried chicken flavored whiskey. <laughs> right. <laughs> um it's time for white people must be stopped. Skirt skirt. Uh, we got a well. We did get one from. Uh, I, I should note real quick. We did get one from uh, Chef Ibersol Fallon. Um, who was always ready to show us the oddest and the whitest um, recipes of all time. I don't even know what they call that thing, actually. It, it looked like... There was a lot of mayonnaise. It looked like lasagna made out of crackers and mayonnaise. And, and fish. Look, and like Tuna. sardines, yeah. That was gross. And boiled eggs. And boiled eggs. Um, it was a lot of... I just it just bothered me that every layer was layered off with mayonnaise, and and the ingredients were mixed with mayonnaise. So it was, and if it looked like and if you see it and it looked like icing, it was mayonnaise and cheese. Yeah, it was a that was a monstrosity. No seasoning, none. They didn't season the fish, not even a little bit. <laughs> they didn't even pepper a little a little slap your mama seasoning onto the onto the the mayonnaise where it'll stick. Nope, none of that. Oh, that was that was ridiculous. They they tripping. Uh, we got to stop that shit. Um, also, in white people must be stopped. Um, a name I never thought I'd say on this show: Garth Brooks. <laughs> but uh, he's not the one that needs to be stopped. But he's not the one that needs to be stopped. Garth Brooks was it, he he did a concert in Detroit, and uh, as you could imagine, he is probably a, yeah, I could imagine he's a football fan. Yeah. He showed up with a Barry Sanders jersey. Barry Sanders, ben, number 20. Formerly of the Detroit Lions. One of the greatest running backs of all time. Ever. Ever. Of all time. Um, well known and loved in Detroit. <laughs> it, every bit as no as well known as fucking Robocop. Like, like there's gonna if if there's a statue of anybody next to Robocop, it would be of Barry Sanders. Um and so Garth Brooks had a Barry Sanders jersey on. White people lost their fucking minds. <laughs> Not because they have a problem with Barry Sanders, but because they thought 
Because mm-hmm. Barry Sanders' number is 20. And the, and the jersey said Sanders 20. They thought they were talking about Bernie Sanders running in 2020. <laughs> in Detroit, y'all. In Detroit. Motor City. Motown. If someone wore a Warren Moon 34 jersey, no one would think that someone named Moon was running for office in the year 2034. But these fucking geniuses in the low information age uh, took it and they... Do we have some of these uh, some of this running commentary? Oh, yeah, there are some quotes that they that they sent out to him. Good grief! Can't you just do what you get paid to do? Why 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 does it have to involve politics? So sad. We don't pay good money for anything other than to watch you perform. Thought you were different. Oh Jesus Christ! Nothing like supporting a communist to to loss a few. Oh excuse me, to lose a few fans. It says loss. How about going to a successful socialist country and doing some research? Oh, yes. You can't because there aren't any successful socialist countries. That's also not true. I wish you'd have kept your political preferences to yourself. Peace out. Well, guess you're no different from other celebrities, but thought you might be. We don't need to know who you vote for, especially at your concert. The only thing worse than low-information people tearing the Dixie Chicks to pieces for be, for having reasonable politics is low information motherfuckers tearing Garth Brooks for all I can as far as I can tell pretty much a white people's god um, for not knowing who fucking Barry Sanders is yes and, and one more thing so here, here's the other thing that I always get I get bent out of shape about like how people feel like when you make a statement okay let's assume for the sake of the argument that this was a a bernie sanders jersey sure and it's simply him stating his support for bernie sanders yeah if someone is displaying support for someone that isn't i never consider that a threat to my own beliefs or my own preferences no right so when people say shit like the problem with you people in music acting etc is that you can't keep your noses out of politics with the public. The American people don't care what you think. Why don't you pray and stop pitting us against each other? We are tired of your hatred and disrespect to the president. Keep your opinions to yourself instead of displaying it. This is someone who is, in fact, displaying their own opinion. Yes. So, again, your support of someone, in this case... Someone that even even if this was someone that he was voting for, is in no way pitting you against anyone else. That is not a display of hatred or disrespect. Just like if someone, and this is hard for me to say, if someone is wearing a shirt that says Trump 2020, that is not an affront on my beliefs, not at all, or my preferences. Um. I may have opinions on you as a person, but I don't feel disrespected and I don't feel hatred because of your preference to support someone that I may or may not support. Now I'm not going to attack you because of it. You know what hatred and disrespect is, though? It is a Muslim band. It is every, Well, I'm not going. I'm not going to go down that line. I'm not going to go down that. I'm going to go down the road. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, we're not salt that, to caramel. We're not. That not going to do it. We're not. Just to drunk. say, just to say, y'all. 
Um, and this article here also clears up a few other Sanders that you may encounter <laughs> on your journey. Um, Colonel Sanders is a corporate mascot for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Deion Sanders is a <laughs> Hall of Fame defensive back. Deion must be the money, Sanders. Yeah. Um, there's an aisle at Lowe's labeled Sanders. <laughs> Which are these are products that are designed to remove rough material from your walls, um, and so forth and so forth. Like uh, every, arm, everything is not a statement, y'all. Arm yourself with information. I repeat, from the top of the episode, arm yourself with information, please. Um, send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, uh, questions for myself. Uh, and D. Randall and any of our guests send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com and use any of the portals to con- to communicate with us through any of our social media outlets including Facebook, Instagram and or Twitter. Love it. We will be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. Yes. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. Yes. We are black. Yes. We are opinionated. Uh-huh. And I'm drinking straight. Ooh. It's a good thing we're getting close to the end. Cause, oh, man. Ah. That was a... Ooh. Yeah, buddy. That was a full-throated gulp. <laughs> throated. Thoat. <laughs> There's no R in thoat. Um, time for listener letters. All right. Um, I always ask if it, like the day we pod, I was asking if anybody has questions for us. Um, from Contessa. What up, Contessa? Hey. Uh, she's actually sat in on an episode before. Um, what does a girl have to do to get an Opinions While Black t-shirt that says titties? Um, it's a good idea. It's not a bad idea. And so, she's not the, fir- and she's not the first person to ask. Um, so, I've tried to hold back from this because I wanted the shirts to be uh, work appropriate so you wear them to work and people ask you about them whatever whatever Um, but it occurs to me that not everywhere you go in these shirts is going to be work appropriate Mm. you people have lives you take vacations you go to the bar Uh, so fuck it yeah you know what we're going to work on some titty shirts Cool. I'm here for it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely work on some titty shirts. Summer's around the corner. Uh, that'll be a hot one for y'all. Um, so there you have it. Thank you, Contessa, for your contribution. Next question is from David. David Santiago. Hey, hey. Longtime listener. I've recently taken a second job at a gym in a very snowy all-year-round neighborhood. Which plays into my query. My question is, when the hell did Sia and Katie make more make more than the two singles each that I am familiar with in passing? And why are white people so adamant on letting them on letting such mediocrity persist? Like, I guess Chandelier was okay for a month and Teenage Dream was cute, but when I drank more frequently and specifically when I was drunk, uh, but there's limits and they're being exceeded. 
Okay. So, Katie, I will let you go ahead and throw into the vat of mediocrity. Sia, however, or Saya, um, she's actually, Saya has actually done some stuff on the production side as well. Yeah, Saya. I believe actually, that's how she got into the game. Yeah, or a writer, I believe. Yeah, one, she, one, one at least a writer. So she's written some hot shit that you probably know. She's legitimately Chief of all, good. she did Diamonds. Yeah, yes. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. That, you, I have to admit, I didn't like that song at first, but it grew on me. And I have to admit, that's that, that song has held up pretty well. She's legit talented. Uh, she's legit talented. I know she kind of fits into that pop bag, but that, that's uh, what she wants to be. And that's what a bag is, honestly. A lot of what she does is behind the scenes, too. So what you actually see her doing performance-wise is really a tip of the iceberg. Right. Um, so I would, I would, I would advise you to give give Sia a a, a a little more of a chance. Um, I have not heard anything bad from her. Um, I think she, I, I can't even think of the song she hit she did for a soundtrack, but um, I'm I, I fucks with her, and I I fucks with that weird ass video she did with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, Shia LaBeouf is a strange dude. That's a strange white boy. I have to say he's he's on some shit. He has a, he is a that's a weird weird white boy. Um, so thank you, David. Uh, for now, Katy Perry. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw her into the vat of white mediocrity. I haven't heard anything I've really loved from her. Um, I think the I think the only thing she's done to my knowledge that was relevant was uh, fuck the dude from Gym Class Heroes. Mm. Um. What else we got? She got some nice titties, though. She does have some nice titties. That's true. I mean, she's I mean, she's not unattractive. I just no. I, I just can't listen to it. She's her. not talented. No, no, no. Um, Hal Allen asked us, "How do you deal with white folks and your anger towards them? Because they are ridiculous." It's true, Hal. Wow. They are ridiculous. Um, that is a very simple question to a very practice yeah it's practice i've worked in the uh retail sector most of my adult life um working in the retail sector and this is not just for white people working in the retail sector pretty much prepares you to uh put on a brave face and deal with all manner of humans uh if you want to see the bottom of the barrel of how horrible humans can really be (laughs) work in retail for about uh, six months um, I have worked in retail for at least 15 years. Um, so for me, a lot of it is practice. And a lot of it is, I call back to the beginning, arming myself with information. There are some things that white people just aren't aware of. Right. There are some things that white people just aren't aware of and they've never had to be aware of it because they've never really associated with actual black people that can call them on things. All right, and you you were actually you're actually going into what I was going to say about it as well. Cool. In that because of how we're raised, especially being from the south and 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 the history that we've had with them, we've always been made aware of them and have always had to study them and always be aware of their whereabouts, their mannerisms and what can happen when in their presence, whether, you know, whether good or bad. White people don't even know when there's somebody walking up behind them on the street right. we're trying aware to get by. Of, we're aware of everything. You have to say excuse me to white people at least three times. 
what what I what I enjoy about being black is white people don't know shit about us. Nothing. They know nothing about us. We know everything about them. And you can use it to you can use it to your advantage every time. Um, just take solace in knowing that you genuinely don't have to do shit. And the fact that they will wonder about you and not know how to approach you, especially if you're a big black dude like us, means that you really don't have to do shit most of the time. It's true. You don't. You really don't have to do shit. It's true. You don't even have to get angry. Just know that if you don't say anything to them, they will probably leave you the fuck alone because they don't know what you're going to do. And it's true. Like, I'm a big black dude. Sometimes I let my. Sometimes I let the stereotypes win. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, if you don't want to fucking talk to me, if you're gonna, if you're intimidating, you don't want to talk to me because I'm because I'm a six four black dude. Love it. Great, wonderful. I can keep my fucking headphones in. Um, and sometimes that I use that to my advantage. I don't. I'm not always proud of using uh, stereotypes to my advantage, but um, being that white people basically have a head start in every fashion uh, over me in America, I'm using the strengths I'm given. Yep. Um, thank you, Hal, uh, for that. Uh, Randall, you said you had one. I got two things. The first one is actually a question for one of our listeners, um, Kanji Sin. Oh, what up, Kanji? Kanji, um, a little confused. I was following her Instagram story yesterday, I believe. Kanji, mad fine. What's up? What's up? And, and she she was poking the belly out like she was pregnant. She's not pregnant. Yeah, that's the question I was going to ask. Like, so are you or are you no, not? She's okay, not, she's not pregnant. Okay, so I'm one of the people that was tripping. Then I get it. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for me, sir. She was fucking with people. Okay. Um, no. she she's she's very happy being she she put it on her Insta story. She's very happy being an auntie. I caught that. Congratulations on being an auntie. And she wants to get the tax deduction too, like the rest of us. Real talk. Um. The next one is really more of a. Um, this is this is actually a good question. Um, although the name of the show is Opinions While Black, yeah, we do have a very diverse audience. We do. We have people from all walks of life that listen to it. Thank you. Which was which is very good. One of them is a gentleman that I will call A. A. Ron. Um, a. A. Ron um, actually gifted us that bottle of the Black Bush. The Black Bush. Yes. yes. He gifted us that, so we thank him for that. I've known him for many years. Good friend. Okay. Um, he is Irish. And okay. not just of Irish descent, but actually from Ireland. Moved here at a young age with his mother. Um, married a black woman. Okay. They have three beautiful mulatto children. Congratulations. And um, so, you know, he's he's what I would consider an ally. He's probably blacker than most of us. But he's cool, cool. a good dude. Anyway, um, he respectfully asked a question and sent this to me just before we started recording today. <clears throat> he said, um, I'd like you guys to discuss if I am allowed to tell someone to eat a black-owned dick as long as I shout out opinions while black. And I, I thought that was an admirable question. That's an admirable question. I've, I've had people that knew we were coming out with merch uh, ask if they were allowed to wear the merch. Um, answer to both these questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, eat a black-owned dick. Don't tell it. Please don't tell anyone to eat a black dick. Yes. That's gonna. That's not gonna. No. That's yeah. not gonna get the right audience. A black-owned dick, in in support of black-owned business. In, yeah, black-owned business. Absolutely. Uh, cause to quote Kendrick Lamar, 
this dick ain't free. Right. And, and you know, we, we do, you know, this generation, we want to, when we talk about generational wealth, you know, a lot of that deals with ownership of property. We, we own our dicks. That's true. Please acknowledge that when you tell someone to suck it. That's, that's right. And so, uh, so thank you. Thank you. That, and, and just as a lesson to everyone else, that is how you respectfully ask a question. I think that was very respectful. He said, is it okay for me to tell someone to eat a black-owned dick? 100%. Shout out to Opinions While Black. Thank you, A.A. Ron, as always, for supporting us. Now, interview. that's what I call doing the work. If you have any other listen, if you have any listener letters, any questions for us or any of our guests, uh, as I said before, please uh, send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets, which can be reached through opinionswhileblack.com. Uh, it is time now for the top three STFUs. Oof. Who are the three people in America that need to shut what the, the fuck, fuck up? up? Number three. Bad baby? She ain't shut up yet? Bad Bobby? Bad baby? Whatever. Um, no, Bad Baby has not shut up since. Um, I you know I thought she would have kept a low profile since Adrian Broner was trying to hit uh, in the DMs. But Bad Baby has gotten into it with, uh, inf- with the young influencer Sky Jackson. Um, let me just say... If you're white, if you're white adjacent, or if you are Azalea Banks, (laughs) leave Sky Jackson the fuck alone. Oh, man. We don't even have to get into what was said. I know, I didn't, what, didn't Sky Jackson, like, put a restraining order out on her? Well, she, so Sky Jackson allegedly made a comment on her IG account. It's expressing an interest in rapper NBA Youngboy. Oh, Jesus. um, Who apparently Bad Baby previously dated. Yes. And Bad Baby took exception to this. Um, and then Sky blocked her. And eventually, I believe, went on to put out a... Yeah, Sky Jackson filed a restraining order against her. Da- A.K.A. Danielle Brigoli? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So Sky Jackson said the harassment has caused her to be fearful of leaving the house by herself and a lack of sleep. Um, Let me just tell y'all... <clears throat> If y'all let if y'all let Scott Jackson get jumped by Bad Baby on Black History Month, we have failed. We have failed as a culture. Um, honestly, Black History Month has been kind of a failure all around this year. Look, fuck Deontay Wilder. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't talk about Deontay Wilder. He just man. Deontay Wilder got waxed by a large master race looking motherfucker white man <laughs> on Black History Month who licked his blood. Licked his Blood. That alone, if his eardrum wasn't wasn't busted, that alone should have just released the fury. Man, Dante, Dante Deontay Wilder was like he was setting up to be the next one. Did you see? Did you see the little workout he was doing before the before the thing? Mm-hmm. I follow one of his trainers on Instagram, and they were doing a little shakeout before the before the fight, and all the black and all the black people jumping around doing their little Ali Bumaye chant and shit. And then he. Ooh, th- then he got his shit rocked. My my legs were tired from walking around with with a forty five pound costume. Nigga, don't walk around with that bullshit. Then nigga, didn't nobody tell you to dress up like Guar? Nigga, what the fuck? Mike Tyson came to the ring with a cutout towel, with a cutout towel and a Method Man track. <laughs> That's all he needed to rock people's shit. He didn't wear socks. 
Man, he Deontay Wilder fucked himself out of a couple of deals, man. I know it's just one fight that he lost, but did you have to lose it on Black History Month? Yes. To a large, out of shape looking, master race looking white band? Man. They were trying to put him in Creed 3. Shit. They were trying to put him in Creed 3 as Clubber Lang's son. Deontay? Yeah. So that's what Stallone brought up. He was like, yeah, we can bring him on. He's going to get knocked the fuck out just like Clubber Lang. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Bad Baby, shut the fuck up. That's all I'm saying about it. Bad Baby, shut the fuck up. Y'all leave Sky Jackson alone. Please. Also, Sky Jackson got bars. Like, I, I seem to remember her barring Azalea Banks to fuck up. Uh, so, yeah, leave her the fuck alone. That's not your weight class. Uh, number two, Mr. Louis Farrakhan. I'm going to sit back on this one and listen. Um, I'm going to give y'all just a short version. Mr. Farrakhan came out in support of Snoop Dogg in his uh, choice words that he had to say to Gail King disrespecting him. Disrespecting her, I mean. Um, he dismissed Snoop calling a calling a black woman that's like at least 15, 20 years his senior a dirty dog ass bitch. With he was a little he was angry. He was angry. That's it, y'all. He was angry. He was just angry. Mm. Just angry. Minister Farrakhan. I mean this with all the respect I have for you which is none suck my dick you know why you don't you you don't you can't condone you can't condemn because he tried to go out of his way to say he that he condemned Snoop threatening violence on Minister Farrakhan but he also said and I quote I defend Snoop's anger. No, no, no. You don't get to divide them up. You don't get to have it both ways. You can't touch on one and not touch on the other. The anger led to that. And how you do anything is how you do everything. So if the anger led to that then, I can tell you that the anger probably leads to that in many situations with black women. And guess what? When we're talking about the, the motherfucker who came up with bitches ain't shit, yeah, it's probably safe to say that how he does anything in this case is how he does everything. This is the one speed he knows when it comes to black women. This is a man who introduced a woman to Tupac as the bitch. I'm just saying. You can't you can't con you can't condemn threatening violence on Gail King, but then condemn the anger that led to him saying, We're gonna come see you. But then you defend it. You can't do that. You can't have it both ways. One led to the other. Period. And you can't and you have to consider the source. And you have to consider the long history the source has in in misogyny. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But nothing but but you but you old but you oh you a pep you a puckered old senile fuck who doesn't who doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I don't expect you to make any fucking sense. So you shouldn't say anything on it at all. Nobody asked for you. That's why the Nation of Islam... Is, anybody who watches that Malcolm documentary and takes and still takes the Nation of Islam seriously, stop it. 
This is this moment right here. And this is what they're supposed to be known for, the protection of black women. This is what the Nation of Islam is supposed to be so famous for. I had, a, I had an ex-girlfriend who argued me into the fucking ground about how good they are about protecting black women and how... And, and and how all and and how adamant they are in the protection of black women. Well, this ain't it. This ain't showing it to me. I don't see it. I don't see it. You can't allow shit like this. You can't allow somebody that said free Bill Cosby to say shit like this. This is the motherfucker who back in the day the Nation of Islam would have run down on. Shut the fuck up. Y'all weak. Y'all weak, you weak, and, and this is the problem. This is the problem. Everybody wants to talk about the fucking village and the fucking and the and the black community and community this, community that. Guess what? Communities and villages have leaders. Communities and villages have competent leaders who are not reactionary. What is it? What 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 is it that Malcolm? I think Malcolm himself said. No, one of the Black Panthers said. Uh. Maybe it was maybe it was Kathleen Cleaver. Something about reactionary over, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna try that one. But um, this is reactionary. This is reactionary is childish, and it, it makes me it makes me feel like this is this is where our leadership has gone. Our leadership has gone to self indulgent bullshit for claps, for applause, for likes, for clicks. And I feel and 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 Minister Farrakhan honestly is one of and probably just under Quanell X is probably one of the utmost examples of a lack of leadership in our community. So yeah, fuck you. And shut the fuck up. And if you don't want to support black women, that's on you. But quit pretending. I see you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. You want to know where I live? I'm very available. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm back now. <laughs> number one person who should shut the fuck up is Young M.A. Mm. Um, some of the alphabets are going to hate me for this one. Uh, Young M.A. recently tweeted. This has nothing to do with yeah, sexual identity. Well, that's true. You're right. You're right. They can't be mad. You're right. I can cook. Uh, Young and May uh, posted on her Twitter, quote, music don't feel the same because we barely have R&B. R&B brought that balance to music. Now everything is leaning one way and shaking my head, so it gets played out quick. We need R&B for the balance, no cap. You know what else gets played out quick? Her music. I can't name a Young M.A. song, to be honest with you. Ooh. Besides that, no. Oh, that's her? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. This is this is lazy. It's lazy. P.J. Morton called her lazy, and I get it. Um, Just off the top of my head, Snow Allegra, Summer Walker. He he included links to, I mean, he included Oh, he's Tags. got a list here. Excuse me. Yeah. Her, Ari Lennox, Summer Walker, Snow Allegra, Sir, Mac Ayers, uh, Alex Isley, Lucky Day. Oh, he's naming them. Daniel Caesar. There's a bunch of Brent Fiaz, NDRE, Eric Bellinger. All these motherfuckers have relevant music out right now. Mm-hmm. 
Luke James. Luke James just dropped an album. Uh, Party Next Door just dropped a single. Um, Rashawn pa- oh, shout out to Rashawn Patterson. Uh, Lettucey. There's plenty of music. Out. Stop letting Top 40 make it. This, and it's the same corny shit as the hip-hop heads. Mm-hmm. The same corny shit as the hip-hop heads to say everything's just watered-down bullshit. Hip-hop been dying for 30 years. Hip-hop been dying for 30 years. Anybody dying for 30 years is lying. Uh, stop with the laziness. This is lazy. Stop it. Cut it out. This is This is garbage. There's too much internet out there for people to feel like any brand of music that they want to hear is dying. Whatever you're into, the world, the internet is vast and infinite. Somebody's out there making that music for you. Janae Aiko's new album's coming out March 6th. Janae, Janae got that album coming out March 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of music for you to listen to. Um, this is lazy and uh, somebody, somebody, a black person in the music industry ought to know better than to um, defer to just what's hot, what's popular, what's top forty. PJ Morton told you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> PJ Morton got PJ Morton got some jam and shit out. Yes. Um. So yeah, PJ Morton said it in a much classier way. I'm saying it. Shut the fuck up. Uh, retwist, re- re- retwist your braids and shut the fuck up. Go get another neck tattoo and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying that's some lazy shit, man. I want and and the fact that I introduce people to music that they might not have heard previous to this in that same lane every week. This is why it pisses me off. Y'all just lazy. Y'all lazy. Stop it. D Randall, did we do a podcast? Oh, we certainly did. Listen, y'all. Um I just looked at the numbers before we start this podcast. I am so grateful. I am so grateful that y'all are taking this to the next level. Clearly, y'all are telling friends to tell friends. It's our best month ever. This is our best month ever, man. February, Black History Month, was our best month ever. Hit us with the air horns. Um, Thank you so much for the love, for the consideration, for the support. Just some of the shit y'all say to people about us. Somebody called us, uh, what was the, what was the, uh, called us tacky, called us refreshingly tacky. Uh, yeah, re- uh, re- wait, refreshingly tacky is right here. Delightfully tacky, yet completely unrefined. I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful way to describe us. Um, so thank you so much for the outpour of love and support. The merch is coming, y'all. Um, and we're going to make sure that y'all understand how much we appreciate y'all. Um, the merch is coming. Opinions While Black After Dark is coming. Yeah, I said it. Summer 2020. Um, I'm about to have some free time on my hands. Oh, yeah. 14 days, bro. It's going down. 14 days. Just two weeks left. Oh, man. Um, 14 days. And, uh, man, I, I, I want to show y'all how much we appreciate y'all and how much we love y'all from the bottom of our hearts, man. Um, this is why I get up on Fridays. Um, this is this is what I'm thinking about all week. Um, so thank you for making this worthwhile. This is big. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, 
This has been episode... 79. 79 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. Damn, I love this show. <laughs>